when they and when they got on set and they realized they were there, it's like, hey, how you doing? It's great. Oh, we're here. Hey. Basically, it tells you how good characters are at acting within a certain context. Cooley, how often when you roll the pool, when you just giving yourself a bunch of extra dice, and you're like, oh man, I really need to crit. D20 Radio, where gamers roll. D20Radio.com All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another micro episode with another guest from D20 Radio, our sister station, where we just love hanging out with so many amazing people and amazing podcasters. So in this episode, I'm here with Steve. And why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and the show that you produce? As Sugi just said, uh, my name's Steve. I'm half of the Me and Steve Talk RPGs podcast. Um, Gee, I don't even know really where to start. I mean... I got into gaming actually a lot later than most people. Um, I didn't get into gaming until college. And uh, at that point, it, it it started off with me getting dragged into a West End Star Wars game where I apparently filled in for someone who had to leave after the first session because I was friends with like two of the other people involved in the game. Actually, I think one of them may have been my roommate now that I think about it. But that, you know, one thing led to another. And then uh, my roommate had the books for rifts which of course is a kind of big game in the 80s i think in early 90s and that was the first game i really fell in love with but uh after that i um played a bit of call of cthulhu and then finally got into a little bit of D, but i've played a lot of this that and everything over the years um but as far as the show uh, like i said it's called me and steve talk rpgs and it's myself and my friend steve who we play in the you know, home group, so to speak, together. And the way the show really kind of started is a little funny because what would happen is we'd play for, you know, four or five hours and then we'd go to leave. And then Steve and I would stand in the parking lot and talk to each other for another two, two and a half hours, you know. And then finally, you know, it gets to the point where like I'm coming home and next day my wife's like, you guys said you guys finish at like midnight. Why don't you ever get home before three o'clock in the morning? You're only 20 minutes down the road. So, yeah some point or other, we kind of like said, you know, hey, if we're going to do this, let's put a mic in, vault in there and put it out on the internet because somebody will probably want to listen. <laughs> I think that's a, a very standard storyline for a lot of us because that's kind of how I started as well is uh, instead of having a, uh, I guess, a conversation, I was having arguments. And then we eventually realized that it was so entertaining how we would argue over topics that we should turn into a show and it was very popular. And I was like, this is great. This is hilarious. And you know, same thing. It's like, you know, you're like 10 minutes away from the house in which you're spending, you know, hours online or at the game store. And it, and it just turns into something that's very informative, entertaining, and people kind of congregate to it. And you're like, wow, what a interesting set of parameters where you and your friends having a conversation can become, like this available content for so many other people you've, you've never met around the world. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, it is. And I mean, the other thing that, that happened with both Steve and I is, you know, like, look, we, we both play 5e Dungeons and Dragons, like a lot of the world, but, and, and for both of us, it's, it's not that we don't like D and D, but 
neither of us are honestly that big into fantasy. So like D&D is sort of the game that you play because that's what you can find people to play with. When I first met Steve, it was actually uh, he had joined the group that that I was playing with. And, you know, you know how conversations go with a new person. Right. And so we're talking this and that. And he goes, oh, cyberpunk's my jam. And I looked up and I went, oh, I have that. And so then this, that, the other thing. And, you know, we ended up, uh, I ran a one shot for him because he had read it a number of times, but he'd never gotten a chance to play it. And so I'm like, well, I can do something. And so I forget exactly what happened. We had a week where a couple people didn't show up. And so I'm like, well, I'll just run a one shot of Cyberpunk because I had the stuff with me. And so we play this this one shot of Cyberpunk 2020 and it involved, well, let's see, we had a psychotic solo making uh, My Little Pony replicas out of C4. <laughs> Um, you know, and, and, and just, I mean, look, it, it, you, it, we've all sat in these gaming sessions, right? We know how just stuff goes off the rails instantly. So, you know, but they had a ball and so, you know, this, that, the other thing. And, and he and I are both kind of like, well, you know, there's a lot of content out there for, for Dungeons and Dragons. And truth be told, if you know where to look for it. There's a lot of content out there for other games too, but in a lot of cases, it's specifically for like, like we'll say, you know, to, to stay on the network, you know, like um, Chris and Hooley's The Forge. It's an amazing show. It really is. And it's, but it's specifically about Genesis. Now, to be fair, I find a lot of useful information on there for other games as well, but but that's what they're going for. You know, or Order 66 is Star Wars and, and so on down the line. You know what I mean? So what our kind of thing was is, well, let's do stuff that's just about, you know, helping newer players or people who have only ever really been exposed to Dungeons and Dragons. Let's help them find, you know, cyberpunk um you know call of cthulhu oh well yeah because the game just dropped you know which which i find intensely amusing because you know the the tabletop game that oh my god it's based on this tabletop game we got to go check it out that went nuts this last year was released in 1989 (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's been around a, a moment it's kind of fun to see resurgence when i think cyberpunk is a great example a lot of people didn't know that the video game has roots based in the tabletop RPG because I've played the RPG before. So when they announced Cyberpunk, I'm like, oh, I, I wonder how interwoven this is to the RPG. And I'll probably like the RPG better than the video game because there's just so much more you can do. But uh, I've seen a lot of people discover the RPG and I was like, yeah, that's a thing. It's kind of cool. And they're like, <laughs> maybe we should try it. I'm like, yeah, we definitely should. It's good. Well, did have you heard the story about how that all happened between the video Mm-mm. game and everything? I I don't think I have actually. No. Okay, so so what happened is Cody Pondsmith, who is Mike Pondsmith of Artalsorian's son, got the idea in his head that he wanted a Witcher role playing game. Ooh. Okay. Okay. So through this, that, and the other thing, apparently the licensing agreement for The Witcher when whatever the author's name is for the books, signed it off to uh, CD Projekt Red for the video games, that licensing agreement covered all gaming rights. Oh, oh, okay. So what happened is Artel Sorian contacts CD Projekt Red about the rights to produce a video game, or excuse me, to produce 
a role-playing game based off of, you know, actually the books, but the video games as well. Turns out the guys in Poland from CDPR were actually huge cyberpunk fans back in the day. Mm. <laughs> and they went, oh, you're Mike Pondsmith. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. Can we make a video game out of your game? And so that's how that whole thing like kind of went back and forth. So yeah, it, it, uh, it it's kind of a funny story to hear it that way. It's, it's so cool, though, because there's always, it's such a small world. You never know where inspiration is going to come from or who's a fan of your work that can translate it into a different medium at some point. I think it's really cool. But I think the big question I definitely want to ask you is with COVID kind of forcing people to stay at home we've seen a big surge in people flocking to role-playing games obviously D is the big name just because you know it's in walmart and target and every bookstore imaginable so it's easy to push onto newer players but have you have you seen people start to shift into different game systems or people go i'm not interested in DD. what else is there and you know you see communities start to kind of spike a little bit because there's a lot more time. These games are available online as a PDF, or you can go and buy a hardback online or wherever, wherever you know your local game store is. You know, have you seen like a surge in the role playing game community since your sh- your show is based on educating and informing new players? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard for me to say because one, you know, our show just launched in beginning of September, I believe. Um, so we're only you know, about three, three and a half months in. Um, And the other thing, to be completely honest, the couple of game stores that are closest to me, you know, brick and mortar, Mm -hmm. are really only concerned with card games and uh, the the Watsi products. Yeah. Um, You know, and obviously with with that, you know, in in the COVID and everything, um, I haven't been there, you know, to, to see it, but everything I'm hearing is that there are a lot of people, you know, stuff I'm hearing from, from other people I know, other podcasts I listen to, you know, the, the numbers coming out from, from Roll20 and Fantasy Grounds and places like that are that, you know, it is picking up popularity because it is, you know, you know, yes, now you have a, a lot of, you know, Dungeons and Dragons a lot of times is played with miniatures on a board, but, you know, it has its origins, or not origins maybe, but for, for many years there were a lot of us that just played theater of the mind where you're just sitting around a table talking anyway. So, well, if you're sitting at a microphone talking, it's not that much different. It is a different experience, but I think I think it's a way for people to connect and do something that is very doable remotely, unlike a lot of other things. So. Yeah, I, I don't have any data to back up that it is has grown, but I think there have been more people dabbling with it. So what are some of your favorite role-playing games? I know you guys are not super heavy into D&D, and that's, that's fine. Like I like D&D for some things. I don't like D&D for others, but I've played as many RPGs as I can, and so I love learning about you know, what other people enjoy and why they enjoy those things. Well, if, if I look at the stack next to me here, there's, <laughs> <laughs> there is a decent amount of stuff for Cyberpunk 2020. Um, I have the, uh, the core box set plus an adventure book for Delta Green. I have a whole stack of Rifts books from way back in the day. Um, I've got a Call of Cthulhu book over there somewhere. And then if I go digital, it becomes a, a really, really long story. I have a bad habit of getting digital things and then forgetting I have them. 
<laughs> you know, like my Steam backlog. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I've got stuff, you know, actually just, just this week I bought the um, – it was a bundle of holding, which is actually still active, but um, for Savage Rifts, which is the Savage Worlds conversion for the Rifts world, mm-hmm. because the the original Rifts engine, it's kind of one of those games where it's not that it doesn't function well, but it kind of begs to be the only game you're playing. It's a little more detailed than than most adults have time to give to it. Right. So you know when it when the the bundle came up for you know. 20 some dollars to get, you know, most of the PDFs for it. I'm like, you know what? It's time to pull the trigger. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The Rifts world, I don't know if you're familiar with the game at all, but the Rifts world is absolutely amazing. But it suffers from being a very early 80s simulationist engine. Okay. Which I told some people, I said, I'm not going to bag on the game for being what it was, you know, what it was built as. You you can't really Mm -hmm. do that. That's not fair to compare a game that was released, you know, 27 years ago to modern standard. Mm -hmm. But sometimes um, that's the nostalgia of a game is it's, it's what it is and it's unique because it is what it is. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, I've got stuff too. Like I also like to go find those unofficial hacks of things um you know that were web released because of you know ip rights and whatever um i've got an unofficial and and you can find it with the appropriate google searching there is somebody who made a matrix rpg hack and it says right on the the the, you know thing the unofficial matrix rpg wow that sounds Um, fun yeah um i haven't actually i've had it for a while but i haven't had a chance to read it um i also found this one i i do want to dig into at some point and, and may try to play um, it is, um, were you familiar at all with the old West End Star Wars? Yes, I was. I love that system. Jurassic Park. Oh, uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> that sounds really fun. <laughs> I found a Jurassic Park, mm. uh, uh, West End, well, now it's called the, because the, there is an open gaming license for that ga- that dice engine, mm-hmm. um, but I found a Jurassic Park hack of it. Um, oh, my. Oh, no. But, yeah, I mean, there's. The the ton of the, the games that, that, that I'm excited about, I mean, oh, let's see. Um, I backed the Kickstarter for the new Twilight 2000 that Free League's doing. I heard about that. That looks really fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a revival of an old game, but, um, you know, they're obviously updating it to their engine. Mm-hmm. Um, but they actually did have one of the original designers is on the team for their edition, uh, Mark Miller. Uh, so that's, well, I got the alpha like two weeks ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but, well, and I don't have to explain this to you, but as a podcaster, you never have any time to do the thing you actually want to podcast about. <laughs> I know. <laughs> See, someone, someone should share this dirty little secret when someone goes, hey, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. Here's the truth of it, and I'm sure you can relate to this. It's like, I'm going to start a podcast about RPGs because I love RPGs. And, and I will tell everyone this, you know, from the very beginning, this podcasting is a great way to discover great, new, and wonderful games that you really want to play. It is also the perfect way to not have any time to even read them, much less play them. <laughs> yeah, it, it does absorb a significant amount of your daily life. And you're like, I'm not playing as much as I wanted to. Hmm. You know, I've been trying to read the PDF for Cyberpunk Red for two weeks. Of course, it doesn't help that, you know, my day job. Oh, we want to try and get all this stuff out that we're behind on because we had, you know, you know, vendor delays due to COVID and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, 
you know, we all knew this was going to happen three months ago. Where were you? Yeah, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> yeah, you know, see, I've been working like 60 hours a week for the past month and a half. Oh, boy. Well, at least you're getting overtime, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And okay, like I've told you, you know, I, I'll grumble about the, you know, having to work all the overtime. But at the same point, I do really consider myself fortunate in that, you know, my employment hasn't hasn't been affected by COVID like so many people's has. And you have a little bit extra to buy some more books at the end of the year when they're on sale. Yeah. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, I bought that, that uh, bundle of holding, you know, earlier this week. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. So with all the experience you have with role-playing games, there's a lot of people who listen to your show, and I'm sure are listening to this right now, who might be on the fence or might have just gotten something. Or, you know, say someone listens to this after holidays and they either chose to buy into or were given, you know, a new book for this new role-playing system, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. uh, what are some tips you have for new players, both on the player side and the game master side, because although systems can be different, there are still many tips that cross over, you know, from D&D &D to Fantasy Flight Star Wars to, you know, the alien role-playing game to, you know, cyberpunk. Like, there are different universes and different ways to play, but there's still the player uh, agency and there's still the universe that you're creating as the DM that's relevant, regardless of the name and the, the die system that's being utilized. Well, I think the biggest thing is to just remember that all of you are there to have a good time. You know, it's it's not about who can play the best. It's, you know, I, I've people sometimes look at you funny when you say you play role-playing games. And I say, look, it's not nearly as complicated as a lot of people want to make you think. It's just like playing cops and robbers when you were a kid. It's just that we're adults. And so because we're adults, we think we need more rules. But, you know, the rules, I mean, I've for years, you know, I've been a, a big rule of cool guy. And the rule of cool is really just that, you know what, if it's fun and it's not hurting anybody at the table, then we'll play with it that way, even if it's not what the rule in the book says. And I think that's the biggest thing to remember is that, <clears throat> and most modern games especially will say this directly, look, if it works for your table, do it a different way. You know, don't don't stress out about it. Just go in and have fun and, and, and go, okay, I have this, this person on a character sheet, and so I'm just going to pretend that I'm them and just just roll with it, you know? Don't don't stress out about it. Remember that, especially, you know, if, if you're playing at a table with friends, which, again, with COVID, not as common, but say you're, you're playing online with friends or even if you're not in the context of a gaming group, you're probably going to become friends. So, you know, you're, don't worry about trying to impress anyone. Just have fun with it. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. I, I approve of that. Sometimes I think there seems to be like a stigma or pressure where you have to go big or go home and the most fun I've ever had is usually when the rules are laid back a little bit more mm -hmm. and it's about developing either a narrative or character progression or something like you're creating a bond and relationship with the people around the table, digital or analog. And it's stories that come from those environments that are so, so precious because you, you can't have that story with anyone else at any other time ever. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very moment thing, you know, and, it was kind of a, a real breath of fresh air. Um, I was listening to a podcast I found uh, through someone else on the network show. Um, uh, Logan from The Story Told was doing an interview with uh, someone from, they're called the Untold Stories Project. And they have a podcast feed. They do primarily streaming, but they have a podcast feed. It's called, I believe, Something Something Dragons. And it's actually um, one of the people from the, the project running a, 
first edition Pathfinder game for a bunch of middle school girls and listening to them play and just the, how do you want to say it? Just the, the child imagination, you know, without all the adult pretenses of, you know, like the, the adult meta thinking that happens because we're adults, because that's how we've been conditioned to do everything is so neat to listen to because they're just playing. That's it. That's cool. That's super cool. Well, I definitely want to hear from you. What's a really fun story that you've had over your many years of role-playing games? I mean, it can be funny. It can be crazy. It can be wild. Like uh, We've all had those like insane moments where it's like, oh, that shouldn't have happened, but it did. <laughs> well, um, I have one really good one, but I've actually had requests to tell the whole thing on my show. Oh, okay. So I think what I'll actually do is kind of a lead into that story and tell you about probably the most memorable character that I've ever played around. Does that work? Okay. But then you have to tell us where your show is so we can hear the whole thing because if it's really good, I want to know the whole story because I'm a a story guy. I used to study history before I went into media. So if you're going to tell half of the story, I need the other half really well, bad. <laughs> the, uh, the podcast is at me and Steve RPG at podbean.com. I, I don't know all the slashes and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'll send you a link, but we're on pretty much all the major podcatchers. You know, we're on, I mean, we host on Podbean, but we're on Apple, we're on Google, we're on Stitcher, Castbox, uh, we're on Spotify. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you search me and Steve and then maybe add talk will come up um, okay. you know so yeah we, we're pretty easy to find at this point last i knew we were still waiting on approval from pandora but um you know they're a little slow getting back to us but in any case sure. um are you familiar at all with the riffs rpg i i know of it i haven't played the system but i've had friends tell me stories of it so a little little bit we'll just say, say i don't know anything about it okay there's there's a class in this game that are called crazies <laughs> Okay, there's a reason for this. Uh Uh-oh. What crazies are is they are basically the subject of experiments with these what are called MOM implants or mind over matter. So they believe due to these implants that they have essentially superpowers, you know, stronger, faster, kind of think universal soldier, but Mm -hmm. they it's, it's all mental overdrive effectively. Well, to kind of balance this out and because you know, you're messing with their mind, their, so to speak, drawbacks are that they get insanities, which build up over time and so on and so forth. But <clears throat> so anyway, that's that's the class we're talking about are these crazies, right? So this is back in, I see, it would have been my sophomore year of college. Um, had this this guy show up. I heard you're playing riffs. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Said, you know, we do this, this. You want to make a character or whatever? Yeah, I'll do that. So, and he actually was moderately familiar with the game. He'd played it uh, some, you know, in high school or whatever. So he's like, oh, I'm going to make it crazy. Okay. And so as you go through this, right, there's this table where you roll to see what, like, your, your base insanity is. <laughs> oh, no. Or, well, okay, so... It, it, I forget exactly how the table works, and I'm not going to look it up because it's not really that relevant. But one of the things is, is there's a table you roll to know how you first discover that you have these extra human, superhuman abilities, right? So he rolls power by association, which effectively means that, you know, you associate having these powers with eating something or whatever. So, okay, he rolls that. Next chart is what do you associate this with, right? He rolls... And I think whatever it was he rolled, it's like a D100 chart. He rolls asparagus dipped in vanilla yogurt. 
Seriously? That's yes. That's an entry on the chart, right? And he's like, that's just just weird. Like, like how how could like how would you even who would eat that to find you know associate that? I'm like, well, you know what? We could just give you like Twinkies, which are actually also on the chart. They're like the the, the 100 on the D100 roll is is literally Twinkies. Okay, okay. And his eyes light up. Oh wow! And he goes, "Are those really on the chart?" Oh wow! Like yeah. And he just went absolutely bonkers with this character. The character's name, and he may have actually had a name, but the character's name was the Twinkie Avenger. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I mean, he went all out. Oh, he, man. <laughs> he had a hover bike. Do mm-hmm. you know what he named said hover bike? Oh, I can guess, but please tell. <laughs> FDNC yellow number five. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> like he had these little like, uh, uh, they called them fusion blocks, but think of it as an explosive brick. Mm-hmm. He painted them to look like Twinkie boxes. <laughs> <laughs> He had this like vibro mace thing, right? Yeah. Painted to look like a Twinkie. <laughs> this is too good. Oh, man. Oh, wow. What so, a lead in. Okay. When, yeah. when are you going to tell the whole story? When, what episode? I'm, I am gunning for this one. Uh, I haven't <laughs> recorded it yet. I actually just finally managed to track down the player for this character. Okay. So to, to just, I, I'll give you the 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 very lead into it the, the well actually I, I must say though one other thing about about Twinkie and by the way he went by Twinkie for the next two years the player <laughs> um, like he would call me and leave me hey Steve it's Twinkie <laughs> um, that's awesome so right we had a, there was a character in the group who was what Rifts calls a cyber knight, which is a thinly veiled analog for a Jedi. Okay. Okay. I see. Okay. So, you know, kind of, you know, kind of cross a Jedi and a paladin. And Ooh, so like um, Twinkie was constantly referring to the cyber knight as faithful sidekick. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Which I think was also kind of uh, trying to get under the player's skin a little bit, but without it being, you know, malicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. but anyway, so, and also the other thing you have to rem- realize is that the, the guy playing the Twinkie Avenger, have you ever met someone who was kind of intimidatingly smart without trying to be? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was this guy to a T. Okay. okay. He could create characters 30 minutes faster for this system than anyone I ever met. <laughs> like what would oh, take boy. me an hour and 15 minutes, he was done in 45. Okay. While he was doing two other things. <laughs> so in any case, to set up the, the beginning of the next, the, the, the main story, what happened is as I was trying to introduce a new player, it set off a chain of events that led to a party wipe at their own hands. Mm, okay. The first person to die was actually, I don't think it was the Twinkie Avenger. I think it was the character he played after that. But in any case, that was the first player whose character died, at which point he looked at the player who was having a mental break or looked at the character. Yeah, the player whose character was having a mental break that was causing all the mayhem and said, "Okay, I'm going to play your insanities. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) And that story has since been known as 
the night that Bubba went crazy. (laughs) (laughs) You have to send me a link when you post this episode. I want to hear this whole story. That sounds awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I've actually managed to contact several of the players that was there to um to get uh you know kind of their side of the story or whatever just mm-hmm. to fill in things I don't remember um cuz you know this happened geez 25 years ago oh isn't that cool though that something that's not i mean like I, I, we're we're laughing hysterically at something that happened 20 plus years ago and you tell as if it happened last week at your local game like that's just my favorite thing about role-playing stories is it doesn't matter when or where it happened. It's just awesome. Whatever that story is, it's so fun to hear and sometimes to retell it if you're the person narrating that. Oh, it's so great. Twinkie Adventure. (laughs) Well, I still remember Twinkie looking across the room at the other guy and going, all right, I'm going to play the voices in your head. Oh dear, and that's it, gonna be a story. It, it, yeah, I mean the one of the one of the players involved is actually one, if not two, by this point. Uh, one of the players involved is in active in my Discord for our show, mm-hmm. uh, which is just me and Steve RPGs. You know, again, um, if you look us up on Twitter, we're at and RPGs, um, and I know there's a pinned link for our Discord there. Uh, you know, obviously links to the show episodes and the feed and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're on. Facebook at you know me and me and Steve RPG podcast I think I'm not sure the other Steve runs the Facebook um, <laughs> we we have a running joke that yeah everything is Steve's responsibility except writing and Steve doesn't do any writing <laughs> hence looking at each other which Steve are we talking about here <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well that's the thing you know we we try to be a really conversational show you know it's like I said it's 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 built off of us realizing we're going to stand here and have these conversations anyway. So let's do something with it. Maybe somebody else can get something out of it, even if it's only a laugh. Oh man, that I am so excited to hear about that Twinkie episode, but uh, <laughs> let's get you out of here. Uh, we've, we're done with our time. Unfortunately, the micro shows are shorter for that specific reason, because it tantalizes everyone, including myself to actually go listen to your show so we can hear the bigger picture. And I think that's, what's fun about these little episodes is we can have you on, we can talk shop, have some fun. And once we're done, it's like, I want more, I need more. So (laughs) check out me and Steve. You can go to d20 radio.com or search for them on all the podcast aggregates. Uh, definitely check them out. This is hilarious. Thank you so much for your time. It has been a blast to have you on. We will definitely have you on again so we can talk more about Twinkie. I uh, I want to hear more about this character. But uh, <laughs> uh, any last words before we get on out of here? Oh, just, you know, just be kind to each other and go play some RPGs, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so very much. And we'll see everyone next time. <laughs>